Thursday, the 28th, Kyle left us off yesterday's podcast with a cliffhanger. You know we have some new listeners, so maybe we'll uh, figure out where we are. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stay when they see me. If it's once, no need to repeat. We're, we're going to do throwback Thursday, but it's only to one day ago. <laughs> we'll go way back to October 27th, 2021. I know we got some new listeners today, so uh, welcome to the party. A lot of people have been having fun and hanging out here. If you heard about it yesterday on LinkedIn, there's a little bit of buzz. It's nice to have you here. We'll do our best to, to have you leaving the next 10 to 15 minutes smiling and feeling better about your life. That's a big promise, actually. That's a... <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul, just come in swinging. Let, well, hey, we, hey, Paul, we didn't come here to bunt. No, we though, didn't. So. We didn't come here to bunt, so let's get to the plate and start swinging the bat. So, Kyle, you left us off yesterday. We talked – yesterday was a cool episode. If you didn't listen to it, go back, especially if this is your first day with us. Go back to yesterday. I think, I think it's a great example of kind of the heart of the show and the heart of the people yeah. that we're around with. We talked about some, some you know conversations and things that are happening – with dealers and vision and their passion and how it translates to actual business development. And Kyle, at the very, it was like 14 minutes. We try to keep it under 15 minutes every day. It was like, Paul says, you got 45 seconds. He, he leans in out. and I was like, oh, there's no way he's getting this one. I was like, you got 45 seconds <laughs> because I was recording yesterday. So I saw the timer. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, so essentially, and, and I'm never going to say it exactly the same again, probably, but the, that's but why we the, recorded it. But that's why we recorded it and then cut it out and all that type of stuff, right? So the idea being that we were kind of talking, we were talking about our people and and how our people, you know, work into our processes, and the fact that we don't train ourselves to use word tracks on our employees or our people, but yet we're training our people to use word tracks on our customers and clients all day. And the breakdown in like relational living that you're doing between employee relationships or client relationships, especially for those that are in dealerships that do have really strong employee relationships and employee culture, the, the, the disparity for an employee, for one of your employees, especially one of your frontline, like customer facing employees, the disparity between the way you engage with them and the way you're asking them in, to engage with the public is probably shocking on a daily basis. And they may not be able to put words to it, but the reality is, is that there's probably something that starts to like degrade in them in their ability to be human with other humans in the showroom or on the service lane or on the phone. Wait a minute. Degrades in their ability to be human when what happens? Like what degrades it? So the like what happens is is they they all of a sudden start I actually had this conversation with someone yesterday all of a sudden because you're training them to say word tracks and uh, to call clients oh oh I got you motive, I'm right? picking you up right right what you get turn to a robot all of a sudden it's robots and you're interacting with a check mark instead yes, of a person I love that right it almost prob that'd be an interesting study it probably shuts off or shuts down or dulls your like empathy sensory. Yes. Right. I'm no longer thinking about you. I'm just, you're quoting you wrote. Right. And when I'm doing that, I don't have to use that perception anymore because I'm just saying like I'm task oriented at this point. Yep. 
Oh, so that's so true. So yesterday afternoon, it was crazy because after after this happened, I'm so uh, if you don't know, I, I work in a co working space, and um, one of the uh, one of the people that it, like actually works at the space uh, was walking past my office as a friend, and we, we you know he he he's constantly asking me, you know, how's things going? How are things going with the startup? What are you doing? And so I was explaining what Contagious does by going in and doing some groundwork on like mission, vision values. And he said, well, we were shopping for a car. Oh. And <laughs> it's like, tell yeah, me every more. time, right? Tell it me always, more. Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yes. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, can I, can I turn on my camera yes. right now? He yes, like, you can be awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but he, uh, he just explains how this, how he had co- contact with one person at the dealership who he really sensed had empathy for him, for his family, you know, was engaged with what they were hoping for, had great conversation. And then he gets, he gets out from a back from a test drive in a time where most dealerships were not going on test drives with customers. And he, and he steps out and there's like five or six salespeople waiting outside and his salesperson wasn't there probably inside doing work or whatever. Cause it sounds like a good salesperson. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the, one of the people says to him, Oh yeah, that's whoever. He's always just talking so much. He's probably just inside talking, talking someone's arm off. And he's like, wait a second, you know, record scratch. Hold on. We got this. Yeah. He's like, so this guy that I really like that I feel like is engaging, trustworthy and uh, empathetic. The rest of you are dogging in front of me. <laughs> He's like, so obviously they thought I was a check mark. Yep. Right? Yep, yep. And the other guy recognized I was a person. And they were actually they they were so desensitized to human relations that they were willing to essentially tell me I was a check mark to my face without saying saying that, that literally. And and he he didn't say exactly those words, but that's, that's the way I translate. Well, that's what he actually felt like. That's what yeah. he actually felt like. And so kind of bring that back, right? So word tracks, right? They're an important way to push down information, push down how you want to communicate, right? And be very intentional about it, right? There's one thing about word tracks and the practice that goes into them is that it's intentionality. How can I ensure that what I want to say and communicate is in line with what I'm trying to accomplish? And sometimes those word tracks can be very deceptive, right? You ask me a question and a word track can be designed to be evasive, right? Wrong kind of word track, right? That doesn't build trust. People kind of intuitively know they're being worked at that point. So, but the right word tracks, let's think of a very, very simple one. I I thought about this after like, what word tracks after our episode yesterday, what word tracks would I use internally? And the first one that came to mind is a two word word track. I'll call it a word track. It's called this, ready? My pleasure. Ah, that's a word track. That Chick-fil-A has pushed down into their culture, and that word track sets the tone. So I was thinking like, oh, okay, that's a really simple word track. When someone says thank you, you say my pleasure, right? And that sets the tone, and they explain to their team like why we say my pleasure. And then so you go back and you turn that into internal culture. It's like, well, what is a simple word track that we could deploy internally that will start to set the tone, right? Because if it gets, like you said, if it gets too formulaic, then people know you're just saying the word track right? You don't yes. really mean it. And it shuts off the empathy. You're not listening anymore. Um, and I was thinking of this. It's, I didn't make this up, but there's this mentality. What's the, what's the book that Three Feet from Gold was written off of? 
Oh my gosh. It's a classic. It's a, okay. Well, I'll think about this. I can't believe I don't remember it. I took a picture of an old copy of it in Brian Benstock's office. Oh my oh. gosh. I can't believe it. I have to look through my photos. This is going to be one of those moments where I'm like, I can't believe I forgot that book name. Either way, how can I serve you? How can I serve you is the word track I thought of. Mm. And if somebody on your team comes in and says, do you have a minute? Can you look at this? Send you a message, right? That mentality, starting out a team meeting, hey, everyone, how can I serve you this morning? Doesn't that set a tone? Yes. And imagine that gets in your culture to where like that becomes the posture, right? Yeah. Simple word track you can deploy now. Try it today. Even if you're listening, just try to use that phrase three times today. How can I serve you? And you watch what happens when you say that, what it actually incites. Yeah, you know what's you know what's different about that than like what I would consider a sales or service word track, right? Is that it's actually it's a word track or a memorized phrase that induces culture instead of squashes it. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. And so if you train if you are training yourself or your people to interact with each other, or your people to interact with your clients with words or phrases that induce culture, like 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 lead to it. Yes. They're meaning like meaning I, I there there was a word track that that I was trained on and that I would train on that was I like utilizing I understand, I, I agree, and I appreciate, right? Mm. To lead your conversation with a customer when they when they when they engage you with some sort of like objection right which is all that's training you is how to speak with empathy instead of draw out of someone yeah. right oh, someone yeah. hits you with something well what about pa 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 right yeah. <laughs> right how and so to so to train yourself and because we do need training we do need we do like we're not good communicators naturally mm -hmm. because of our the way our culture communicates right mm -hmm. especially when in a social media age mm -hmm. so to train yourself with empathetic statements and questions is that that's the better way to do word tracks man and i so, agree so so I'm even rethinking. I'm like, okay, word tracks are good if they're empathetic and not combative. You know, right? this is right. It can't Okay, so this we got we got like four and a half minutes left. So we're gonna get in a couple other topics we pulled up. <laughs> but you as you can tell, this is very close to our hearts and and you know what we're doing with contagious auto. Like culture activation is one of our five core areas. And yes, tech stack, yes, marketing mix, media mix, yes, all the spends and the creatives and building the team. But culture activation is one that is just at the center of all of them, right? So this is what it is to think holistically around your organization, around your marketing department, because marketing could actually be and should actually be the perpetuator of this type of thinking. Imagine you have your marketers pushing this out all the time. They're constantly making people aware of this, using it, finding ways to like seed it throughout your operation in a way that it makes a real difference. All right. We want to go back to something we talked about yesterday. This whole Hertz and Carvana and Uber like mashup. We talked about yesterday. There wasn't a lot of information. I read an automotive news article that kind of gave more clarity to it. It's like Hertz is swinging big. Right. And Tom Brady, right. They're partnering with Tom Brady from a marketing standpoint. They bought a hundred thousand Teslas. Right. And that's going to do a whole lot of things, not only make them look like really relevant and cool. That's going to really progress this EV push because you're going to get a lot more test drivers in seats. And then this Uber 
element. Well, well the Carvana element. Actually, Kyle, the Carvana element, I thought it was right. like Carvana's going to wholesale them. No. No. They're going to be listed for sale on Carvana's site, and Hertz is yes. going to really j- hop over the depri- or the auction loss, the wholesale loss that they usually take. Right. They're going to try to skip that. Exactly. It's like, oh, my gosh. And then with Uber, an Uber driver can rent a Tesla for $2.99 a week and then use it to run their business. So you don't even need a car to be an Uber driver anymore. You can be in a Tesla. Well, think about this even from just a PR perspective for both Hertz and Uber, who have had a couple rough years. You think? <laughs> to to align yourself with two brands. Well, I'd even say Carvana, f- from, from some perspective, especially from a consumer perspective, is having a little bit of a rough year. Yeah, it right? depends on where you are, absolutely. Depends on where you are, who you talk to. Yep. Like from a PR perspective. Yep, got some bumps. For those three to align themselves with a brand like Tesla. It's got a freaking halo the size of the galaxy, literally. Right. (laughs) And to all of a sudden have like a four massive brand alignment from a PR perspective even for those companies right now is, is a game changer, let alone the game change to the automotive industry and like mobility, car cycle, mobility, uh, EV, you know, environmentalism. Like it's, I, 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 that's why we're still thinking about it this morning. Like it's bigger than we thought yesterday. Yeah. I mean, maybe Facebook's rebrand has something to do with this. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I have a feeling conspiracy. I I have a real (laughs) feeling that if Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk we're in like the same room or in the same high school. I think we know how that would go. Yeah, absolutely. They, they they would not get along. They're not not at all. There'd be wedgies going around, and you can decide who would be doing <laughs> the wedgie giving and who would be on the receiving end. Oh man. So yeah, but that 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 move right there is is like when we say the world is shifting, like the world is shifting. Like that was oh. seismic. When we say the world is shifting, we're talking about cryptocurrency that is worth <sighs> point, what zero 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 eight. Yep. Cents. Yep. There was another zero like a month ago. It was zero 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 seven like a month ago, and now that's what one thousand percent. One thousand percent growth <laughs> on a cryptocurrency. That, that is worthless. Have trillions of, of coins. coins out there in the world. I mean, tell someone in 2010 that that exists, right? You're getting it, locked it, up. You're getting put in a straitjacket, right? You're crazy, right? <laughs> Speaking of getting locked up, another cliffhanger today. <laughs> we try to end it at 15, <laughs> which is good because there's so much to talk about. We're going to have to pick up on some of this tomorrow. If this is your first episode, look, you feel better about your life, don't you? I think we you probably do. delivered. We probably Let us laugh. Everywhere I go, the people 